I appreciate, we did kind of a, I guess, scaled back, modified youth worship. Had some old guys with us like me. So, well, I appreciate their heart, and you can see that come through as they sing and they worship, that God's stirring them up back there. And uh, nothing touches my heart more than to see that right up here. And for you guys to know that they're getting it. They're getting it, and it's all because of what God's doing. One thing about young people is they can kind of turn the page pretty quick on things. So they've encouraged me over the last six, eight weeks, and hopefully they were encouragement to you and glorifying God and all that they were doing. So, um, And along those lines, I just wanted to hit on what God's doing back there in Modified Youth, that we're growing. And again, it's not about numbers, but we're, we're seeing kids come in. Um, I ran out of guest bags. I'll tell them myself a couple weeks ago, and I owe some to some people when they come in this Wednesday, but we're seeing new kids come in, um, and God's just touching hearts back there. Uh, if you've never been in the basement at about 8 o'clock on Modified Youth Side, and you want to hear some energy, come down there. <laughs> 8 o'clock, it's buzzing with, you know, 60, 70 kids down there in the basement, so it's kind of noisy and loud, but if that's not for you, then don't walk down those stairs. <laughs> But I'm just thanking God that uh, we're seeing that back there. We're staying focused, and we're, we're, we're going. We're going to keep going. And that's what I'm going to talk about this morning, is to keep going. In Luke 17, 6, Luke 17, 6, If you're there, say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Some people say just say amen, but I want to put a little twist on it. So. Luke 17, 6. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. What's that have to do with keep going, Rick? Well, I'm going to tell you. If you didn't know, the roots of mulberry trees stay in the earth for up to 600 years. So that's a big deal. So Jesus is saying, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can speak to something that's been rooted down for years and years and years, and it'll be moved, it'll be cast into the sea. Or recent things that have grown roots in the church can be cast out into the sea. There have been some things that have sprouted up and sprouted some roots here recently. Been some hurt feelings, some confusion, some distractions, some mistakes, and it's caused a spirit of heaviness in the church. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that, but it's caused a spirit of heaviness in the church. And I talked to somebody this week um, that's been around Orchardville Church for a long time, long time, and I asked him, why was Orchardville Church started? I wanted to know again. I've probably heard it, but I wanted to know again. And she said, well, that's easy, Rick. Orchardville Church was built on love, and we wanted a freedom to worship. And we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Those are what she told me. Built on love, this church freedom to worship, and be led by the Holy Spirit. That's fantastic. And that can still apply today. 
We need to keep going because there will be people that come into this church in the near future or even now that don't know anything that went on. They're not going to know what went on. We have to keep going for those people. If we're stuck in our own feelings, we're missing out on ministering to people that walk through those doors of the sanctuary. We have to keep going. When they come in those doors, they don't need to feel a heaviness. People come in here as visitors or guests, they want to feel the love of Jesus in a church. They're hurting, they're going through things, and when they come in, they're excited about God changing those things. And if we're being selfish, they're missing out. We need to keep going. I believe it was Pastor Mark, and I've heard it before, that we got to keep the main thing the main thing in here. Amen. We do. We have to get back to, back to that, back to that focus. We need to uproot all the junk and strife that has went on and cast it into the sea. So that spirit that opposes this church moving forward is cast into the sea. The spirit that's telling people, won't you just quit, is cast into the sea and we keep going. The spirit that's coming up against the church saying, you're never going to get through this, cast that into the sea. Uproot it. Refuse to be defeated. How many of you guys know in here the devil's out to steal, kill, and destroy? Each one of us, he's after us. It doesn't matter if it's a person or a church, he's out to destroy us. And here's what the devil's afraid of, and George kind of hit on this last week. He's afraid of people that are completely surrendered and completely submitted to God. He's afraid of people that are completely surrendered and completely submitted to God. If we're not that, he's not afraid of us. He wants people that are saying, God, I want you. I just want you, God. That's all I want. I just want you. Again, he's trying to distract us from keeping our focus to reaching those people that come in through those doors. He's trying to keep us distracted. But I'm telling you right now, if we'll get our focus back, if we'll get our hearts where they need to be, if we'll keep going, God will change those things. He'll change those things in here. If we'll come into those doors, enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving in our heart, things will change. So many times, and I'm guilty of it myself, I come to church and I go through the motions. I go to church because that's what we're supposed to do on Sunday. I'm supposed to walk in that front door. I'm supposed to walk in these sanctuary doors and smile and greet people and be here. How many of us are guilty of that? Instead of coming in with an expectancy and a passion for Christ that, I don't know what you're going to do today, God, but I'm coming in and I'm ready. And I'm ready to give you my best. When we get there, completely surrendered, he'll show up. He restores glory to this house. God will help us come back even stronger than before and we will continue to see souls saved and lives changed in this place. Question is, do you guys believe that? Do you believe it? What the devil meant for bad, God can turn it into something good. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things, God works for good. 
We may not see that good when we're going through that struggle or that situation, but the Bible tells us that all things work together for good. I want to give you guys a couple scriptures and show you something here. In Matthew 16, verse 13, it says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not prevail against it. Petra is another form of the name Peter, and it means rock. And upon this rock, Petros means many rocks, I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not prevail against it. That's who we are. We are the many stones that Christ is building his church on. We are the Petros, and he'll build his church, and all the powers of hell that are trying to come against his church will not prevail. Amen? That's a promise over your life and over this church. What's the church? It's not this building. It's this body of believers. We are the church that God's building his house upon. Jesus will build his church and all the powers of hell again will not prevail against it. That's the promise over your life and over this church. The powers of hell will not prevail against us. We are the church that carries a revelation of who Jesus is. We need to act like it. In verse 19 it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever we bind at Orchardville Church and our surrounding communities and areas will be bound in heaven. Whatever you permit or loose in Orchardville Church and the surrounding areas will be loosed in heaven. He's on our side. Who has the keys? What does that scripture say? Who has the keys? You do. We do. I do. Who has the keys? We do. So what's the promise over your life? The gates of hell? Speak it like you mean it. The gates of hell? What's the promise over your life? The gates of hell? What's the promise over your life? I got about 40% on board. What's the promise of your life? Amen. And what did he give you? The keys to the kingdom of heaven. What did he give you? Now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. The gates of hell will not prevail. And we have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What happens when you have the keys? Whatever you bind on earth, we bound in heaven. We have the keys. Whatever we loose here on earth or in Orchardville Church will be loosed in heaven. We have the keys. Why would we come in here on a Sunday for an hour and cry out to God during our praise and worship and really draw close to him? Why would we do that? Well, why do some of us do that? We love him, right? Because we want whatever is loosed here in Orchardville Church to be loosed in heaven. 
because he's on our side. If there are things going on in this world or in the communities that are speaking against Orchardville Church, we have the keys to the kingdom of God. We can bind those things. Speak against those things. And it's still happening. Speak against those. Bind them. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. As I sat there that Sunday morning and just, in my mind, I'm just thinking, God, this, this is not what you want. This is not what you want for your house. And I thought, we're missing it. We're missing it. We're losing our focus. And things happen. Again, distractions, hurts, pains. But we've got to keep the main thing the main thing. We've got to keep our focus on our Creator. Some of us don't understand the authority that we have. We've been given authority. But we don't walk in it. God set you in this body of believers to help you control the spiritual affairs of this body of believers. When God's church speaks, things are bound and things are loosed as a church. And I want to proclaim today that no more will the devil attack this church like he's been doing. And speak authority over that. No more feeding us negative thoughts. No more trying to control our minds and our hearts with things that don't matter in the grand scheme of things. No more. We have to take a stand against that and come together, like George has been talking about with unity. Come together as a body. Verse 20 goes on to say, then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Why do you tell him this? He knew that he still had work to do, and he knew that if he told, people would try to do some things early. But there's different instruction later on. We'll go into that too. But we have to keep going as a church. We still have work to do. I get so tired of in our former church, and I'll tell on them. It's Sarah and I was about the only ones that were there, my mom and dad. But uh, along the lines of we still have work to do, our former church, when you got a certain age, let's just say there was no oasis at our church. <laughs> You got a certain age, they said, I put my time in. It's time for somebody else to do things. That is so wrong. I don't find anywhere in the scripture where it says, at a certain age, you get to quit serving the Lord and doing things for him. I don't find that anywhere. And that's what I love about this church, the Oasis. Everybody in the congregation, we play a part in winning souls for the kingdom of God. We all play that part from the youngest one to the oldest one. Keep that focus. Keep, keep working, keep going. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 19. Twenty-eight verses eighteen and nineteen. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. 
So if Jesus is telling them this, whatever he says next is going to be pretty important, right? I've got all authority. It says, verse 19, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all, my com- all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he tells them to do this. Let's go flip over to Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Our scroll on your phone, our iPad. Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Again, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Go and make disciples. Acts chapter 1, verse 6, it says, So when the apostles were with Jesus... They kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. In verse 8, here's where I want to key in on. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Again, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, let's quiz you here. Matthew 16, what was the promise? The gates of hell. All right, we're going to get to where I don't have to say the first part, okay? That was the promise. He says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You guys see that? The gates of hell will not prevail. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. So, we know that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We've been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. We're going to go and make disciples. You'll be given the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses everywhere. Not just in Orchardville Church. Here's where we need to understand that we, who we are because the enemy keeps trying to fool us. When the devil attacks in whatever form he uses to attack, and he's attacked us lately, when he does that, his primary goal is fear. It's fear. The devil believes that fear and persecution will stop the church. Persecution from people in our communities, oh, Orchardville Church, they got problems. Anybody heard it out there? I have. They got some problems, man. It's a mess. That church is never going to recover. I've heard that. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Okay? Again, the enemy believes that fear and persecution will stop the church. Again, you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Go to Acts chapter 8 verse 1. Sorry for all the jumping around, but there's a point to this madness. Acts chapter 8 verse 1. The scripture kind of flips the script on us here. Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. This was after the stoning of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Okay, go back to Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses 
telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you don't have to go back there, but I'm going to read, go back to Acts 8, chapter 8, verse 1 again. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered to the regions of Judea and Samaria. Anybody see what happened there? He said, you will be my witnesses in these places, but how did it happen? How did it happen? Persecution. Persecution. What the enemy believes falsely is that in some way or another, when the church is persecuted, like we're being right now, that the church is going to stop being the church. The enemy thinks that. Right here in scriptures, it shows it scattered it. It scattered the gospel. God uses persecution to advance his causes. What the enemy thought he would do to stop us is going to scatter it. Again, God can turn things around for good. All he's done in bringing this persecution upon us is put all eyes on Orchardville Church. He's put all eyes on Orchardville Church. If people weren't talking about us before, they are now. Now, that's a good thing. Because as we unify, as we get our focus back, and we start getting on fire for God again, what's going on at Orchardville Church? What's all these people that are coming in and getting saved and God's just changing lives? What, what is that? The gates of hell will not prevail against it. We were persecuted, but it's scattering. We're reaching people because we're getting our focus back on where it needs to be. I've had a lot of people over the different communities sending me texts saying, we're praying for you, praying for your church, praying for everybody over there. Oh, Rick, I, don't even, I can't even imagine what you guys are going through. We're just really praying for you. And, you know, I, I know it'll be tough to get back to the way things were. And I say, so I started reading this, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I appreciate your prayers. Keep them coming, but we know that the devil's not going to prevail against us. Okay? Again, the devil's going to try to destroy this church, but we're on the winning side. Get our focus back. Keep going. If there's any dry bones in this church, I speak that they live again. Authority. We have that authority. There's no need walking around like a dead church, a dead congregation member, when we have authority to walk in his power. Why don't we walk in it? So I've been telling the youth group, we have the power to walk around and speak to things, bind things, loose things. You have that power inside of you. He left us more power than what he walked the earth with, and we don't operate in it. We've got to take that authority. I pray that our speech about our church changes from this moment on. Why keep dwelling on it? We've got to keep going. I pray that speech changes. I pray people begin to ask, there's got to be something different going on at Orchardville Church. And that's when we can tell them that God's Spirit's breaking out. We got our focus back where it needed to be and God's Spirit just started pouring out in the place. It's nothing we did. It's all what he did. 
God will use this season that we're in to advance his causes. And again, if you're out in public and you hear a word spoke against Torchville Church, it's not fighting words, okay? But bind it in Jesus' name right then. Listen, yeah, every church has its struggles, but God's on our side. We're on the winning side, and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against us. Can you imagine telling somebody that comes up to talk to you? Okay. <laughs> but we have that authority. We do. So if people want to speak that in a loving way back, you can say the gates of hell are not going to prevail against Orchardville Church, and we're going to rise and be strong again. That's simple. We have the keys to the kingdom. Speak life into this church. Speak joy into this church. Speak God's presence into this church. We've got to keep going for Jesus' namesake. Have to keep going. I want our youth group to see God's presence and God's power all the time. I don't want them to get in a place where it's just routine to come into church. There's people dying out there that don't know Jesus. We have to get that burden back for them. Not just walk around and enjoy life and everything's great. There's people hurting, and we have the answer. But again, if we're too caught up in our feelings and emotions and, woe is me, oh, then we're not going to reach those people. We're not ready to reach those people. Got to get our focus back. The praise team will come up. If you guys would stand. As they begin to play, I talked about this earlier, but when I walk into these doors of the sanctuary, I want to feel God's presence. This should be a safe place, a sweet anointing that falls in this place. You should open those doors and just feel the excitement of what God's doing. We have to keep going. I want to walk through those doors. I want to say, God, I need you this morning. I've had a rough week, God, but I know that you can turn things around for me. What new thing are you going to do today, God? I can't wait to see it. How many souls are going to be saved today, God? I can't wait to see it. What kind of presence is going to fall in this place today, God? I can't wait to feel it. Jackson, if you come up here for me. Didn't tell him I was going to do this, but he's going to represent Jesus over there. During this time, We've thought about this, we've thought about that. And I think about the prodigal son sometimes. 
And did his father have a lot of questions when he came back? No, he just loved him. Welcome home. He didn't think about, oh, yeah, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that, and we got this going on, we got that going on, and the whole time Jesus is over in the corner, what about me, guys? What about me? Where am I at in this picture? Oh, sorry, God, I, I, I kind of lost my focus. I need to put you back here at the forefront. Just bring you right up here in the center, right where you should be in my life. And then, then I can see, there he is. Did you hear about, yeah, but gates of hell are not gonna prevail against this church. Did you hear, yeah, but I'm gonna bind that in Jesus' name. I'm gonna lose some blessings into my life and I'm gonna keep my focus right here on Jesus. No matter what I'm going through, finances, hurts, pain, struggles, sickness, I'm locked in, I am focused. I'm not gonna be distracted by what's going on to the right or the left, I'm looking at Jesus. And when I do that, things change in my life and for those around me. They do. Thank you. Keep our focus. Keep going. Father, right now, I just lift up your name, Lord. Lord, and I speak freedom into this house. Father, we take every thought captive. Even right now, Father, people are still thinking, that's real nice, Rick, but there's some bad things that went on. The gates of hell will not prevail against us, Father. Lord, I take those thoughts captive right now, Father. The ones that people are thinking right now, Father, we take them captive, Father, and I pray that your anointing, that your presence, that your spirit would flow in this place, God, and get rid of those thoughts right now, Father. That we would focus on positive, that we would focus on you, Father, that our heart would be pure, Lord God. Lord, that we lift you up in this place. As they sing this song, if you need freedom, if you need some freedom in your life and you wanna get that focus back, I'm gonna ask you to come spend some time in prayer and I'm gonna pray with you. Whatever we loose here on earth will be loosed in heaven. So if these altars are open, as they sing about this freedom, if you need that freedom back in your heart and your mind, then come and spend some time in prayer seeking God. God, let, us, let you be the focus of where we need to be, Father. These altars are open. Freedom. Freedom from the way you've been feeling inside. God, I want to come back into your house expecting things. Relationships restored. The love of God restored. If nothing else, just pray that God's spirit would be free in here. That God's spirit would be free to move how he wants to move. Freedom in this house.
freedom in this house couple of minutes we're going to have a baptism and I thank God for that but I want to see this thing you mean used every week freedom freedom to worship this church was built on love 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 one for another and for God love one for another and for God. If we can't forgive, we're not walking in what God wants us to walk in. How much did he forgive us? Think about the time you came to the Lord. How much did he forgive out of your life? And he still does. Love and a freedom to worship and guided by the Holy Spirit. Father, I just thank you again for your presence. Lord, I thank you for using us as vessels, Father, to reach the lost. Lord, I pray for an expectancy each time we come in here, Father, that the focus isn't about us, it's about you, Lord, that we lift your name high, Father, that all men will draw unto you, you, Father. Just thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.